<clears throat> you see that Tottenham trophy is season again. Oh. <sighs> Love it. All right, folks. Episode 16 BNB FC. Ryan and Brett back with you again today. There's just a weird sound. I don't know what that is. <laughs> anyway, if you, just last <clears throat> week we wondered, were we talking too much about Graham Potter? Well, guess what? We got more Graham <laughs> Potter content today. Not necessarily him specifically, but this is the last results. This he is the last time I want to get really. the sack. And we're just going to be speculating on some of the managers that have been tipped to replace. And Brett will give us a few more details about this episode. Yeah. So this is like the last like real big episode. Like unless he like loses in the Champions League, then we'll then it will be one less one last comment on him. But there's a number of managers that are linked to uh, taking over for Potter, whether it's uh, after the Champions League or in the summer, because there's rumors that if he uh, loses next week that he's done but there's also rumors that if they're going to make any change it will be in the summer so there's about five managers that are looking like they're in the running in no particular order we're going to talk about them and what they bring to the table and what they would do uh the five managers are as follows we have uh pochettino we have Mourinho, we have zidane uh what's the other one brian oh enrique and the last one i think it was brandon rogers so um do you want to start or do i want to talk want? about my boy mo oh my god <laughs> what do you think of Mourinho coming back again fourth time's the charm babe <laughs> or third fourth time right third time. i think it's just the third, third time, time. Yeah. yeah obviously first period of Chelsea's success came under Mourinho a lot of that had to do with Abramovich's bank account and then came back 10 or so years later won another Premier League trophy and what he's done with Roma so far bar a disastrous result yesterday against the worst team in the league has been has been solid if not unspectacular but yet solid so he's made to be his reputation, I think, is a little higher now than it was when he left Spurs. Some of the work that he's done at Roma, but he has, he comes in with that reputation of someone that's going to win you trophies. He's won a trophy at pretty much every club bar Spurs, who didn't give him a chance to. <laughs> so I think that's an option. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. It's it would be kind of the fairy tale sort of thing. He is known as one of those managers that can kind of come in on a short-term basis and, and get those results. But at the same time, it could go absolutely disastrous because I think Mourinho is the type of... One the biggest fault, I think, of Mourinho is that he hasn't adapted his man management to just how the mentalities of players have shifted. Because I think his man management worked better the 10, 15 years ago when players were more professional and there was less kind of the social media aspect, less ego, less ego in the other when you're managing grown men instead of boys right now, which seems like a lot of footballers are. Would you, uh, is he out of the five managers? Is he somebody that you would consider bringing back or is he? No. My heart says, absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's get this guy in. And maybe that pragmatism is what, what Chelsea needs because you go with a pragmatic approach. Maybe they still have enough offensive firepower and flair 
in the attacking third to still get enough goals. And then the focus should be on kind of shoring up the defense. But but they haven't scored either. So bringing in Mourinho isn't likely to make them score more than they are right now. Hey, just to jump in here with Mourinho, I think you should consider it. But I, if I was Todd Bowley, I wouldn't have him. Um, one of the reasons why is because some of the Chelsea's fans I've heard they're like, well, he cut Chelsea is Mourinho. Like everything that Mourinho values is kind of the Chelsea culture of things, the way that they do business, the way they conduct themselves, and and all of that. And I, which I would consider because it's somebody that would instantly have an authority over the dressing room because he's done it. But he's not only done it just in general, but he's done it there, and he knows the club inside out. So he would get instant respect, and he's very good as far as being a football mind. Uh, the reason I wouldn't consider him, like I'd have a caution when considering him and it would be a desperate move if I got him, is because he's just, when it comes to his style of football, it's not meant for this modern game anymore. Like you talk about his man management being not so great because of you know soft players nowadays, but I actually think it's his fo- brand of football that is not good. Um for the modern game, the, the league that he's best suited for, um, is he's above average barely. So I just think that if you're in your suited league for your brand of football and you're barely above average amongst the rest, I think that's concerning when you bring it into league, you know, Conte's not getting a lot of success with Spurs and Conte and Mourinho have very similar, uh, ideologies. So not to say that he's not a great manager. I just think it's one of those things where I was listening to um, actually uh, Mark Goldbridge today, and he was just saying, it's like you have a lot of good memories with your ex, but if your ex called you, your 18-year-old ex called you and uh, wanted to link up again, you're going to remember about all the good things and all the productive things that happened when they were there, but it's not going to be the same. For example, we always thought with Arsenal, Arsene Wenger could turn it around, and it was just time to go when it was time to go. One more note on Mourinho is he didn't leave on the best of terms with Chelsea. Because um, he, when he was at the United boss, the only time he wore a United crest on his on his tracksuit or whatever he was when he was managing United was against Chelsea. And we saw that Chelsea getting that late equalizer and then the camera shifting and Mourinho, that streak of blue as Chelsea's assistant manager and Mourinho getting up and getting in his face. So obviously that was kind of the, it's a new regime with Chelsea, new ownership, but I don't think Mourinho would be too keen to even want to go back. So it's, it's something both parties might not even be interested in. So that, that makes it even more unlikely to happen. The next one I want to talk about, and I'll start with this because I hate him, is Pochettino. I heard that he was number one in the bookies for taking over for Chelsea. Don't do that, Chelsea. Like, uh, Pochettino got so much um, CV or cash in the bank when he when he went to a final. Didn't win anything. He went to a final. And people were like, oh, if he got money and all that. Okay, so let's see what happens when he has money. We've, and we have seen it. And it, exactly, and seen expensive players. Went to PSG and he was nothing. He does he can't lead a dressing room, especially with big personalities. I don't know why Pochettino has such a high stock right now. I think he needs to go to a lower club 
and regain some of his some of his stock because I think he was a lot I think he was hyped up a lot more than he what, what he should have been. Like you look at the Pochettino's looked at as some of the world class managers, and he gets more basically more respect than Ten Hag and Arteta, and they both won more than him um, in a shorter amount of time. So I know that, you know, a lot of Tottenham fans uh, give him a lot of credit because they don't have much weight in winning trophies. So I would never have Pochettino. He has to prove to me. It would be such a gamble. You're trying to bank on, oh, well, he took Tottenham to the finals. Maybe, like, there's no resume compared to the other managers that are available. What do you think of Pochettino? He seems like an appointment that would be a a good choice for an average team that you want to get to the cost. I'm so like glad you said that. At a, looking at a Brighton or looking at a Fulham or something like that, I think he's yeah. a good manager. If you give him a decent team, he can get get good results. We've talked about Brendan Rodgers kind of being in that same boat as they're, they're good managers with David Moyes, maybe another on good managers with, with mid-table teams. They both had their shots at big teams and it hasn't went right for, for any of them. That being said, PSG does seem cursed. As far as winning the Champions League, they've had Pochettino, they've had uh, Tuchel. Okay, who was the manager, sorry, when PSG lost the league? For one of the two. He was there two years, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is absolutely embarrassing. So who, who was the manager when they lost the title? I believe it was Pochettino. For one of Couldn't the even win a trophy with PSG. Like, honestly, it's ridiculous. He's a joke. I hate him. Anyways, but I, I do think he's got, I, I think he's a decent manager. It's just not the right fit for him. Yeah, he's a decent manager for but a lower PS, level club. PSG, the only measure of success at this point for them is Champions League. No, I, 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 I agree. Them. I agree. But if you don't meet the basic requirement of being at PSG, like imagine being the, the manager at PSG and not winning that league. It's ridiculous, especially at that time, because we're not talking about you know, some of the breakout players that we're seeing in league on now where you could argue and actually um, some of the new managers that they have are pretty good, but I just don't know why everybody puts so much stock into Pochettino. Um, next manager. And I'll let you start uh, because you got lots of feelings about him and that's okay. Is Zidane. The guy doesn't know a lick of English. Just as a logistical, <laughs> logistical problem too. Sort of. We talked about, you talked about earlier Mourinho about being a guy that comes into the dressing room and has that wow factor from his experience. Zidane has that wow factor, both as a player and as a manager. Part of the reason why he had so much success with that Real Madrid team and, and maybe his tactics, maybe we, we're um, unfair to him that he's actually the tactical mind of the game, but he was able to come in. Benzema is obviously going to respect him had a fellow countryman Ronaldo respects talent at, at that level and so if we're if we we've identified one of the biggest problems with Chelsea is the kind of lack of cohesion lack of kind of a team effort a collection of great good individuals Zidane might be the, uh, a good appointment to kind of bring bring that back into perspective for that team and kind of get going into that team mentality. I don't think it's going to happen. Zidane has proven himself to be very reluctant and selective to when he re-enters the world of, of club management. It might be PSG. 
Maybe he goes back to Real Madrid for a third time. I can't see. I can't see it working out. I think Chelsea might be wise to explore that. I just can't see Zidane's interest being or that interest on Zidane's part being reciprocated. Yeah, I think he uh, would be a shout because of the personalities, like you had said. But I also just don't think he would be interested at all because his mind seems pretty set on either being like the France um, coach, uh, national coach, or the uh, or PSG's coach. Or even Juventus, he had a he yeah. in Italy. But I just heard his like he really wants to manage France, so it seems like he's pretty. Um, heart set on that so but he would be a good manager and like the only thing I worry about is um and this is somebody that like you know it's a stupid argument at this point because he's won uh the Champions League that many times but the only thing I would worry about is I don't know his brand of football and like the teams that he won with had such great players that are very good at understanding their role even with the personalities in them and I just don't know it's not saying he couldn't do it. I'm just saying if I was uh, Todd Bully, I'd be looking at it saying, well, can he manage um, like a good brand of football that's going to be like actually really good? Not manage the players as their personalities, but just like the level of organization and things like that. I don't know if I just wish I could see Zidane on a team where he didn't have such great players with such a high level of football IQ. So I'm just wondering if like his brand of football would be like, like the players could catch on to really easy or if like they could do the things that he wanted them to do. That's the only thing that I'm worried about. It's kind of like to a very lesser extent. It's like when Thierry Henry was uh, in the MLS, not a good manager, first of all, but like he was very frustrated with being like he wanted to do, he wanted the players to do these things. They weren't capable of doing it. I'm just wondering about, we just haven't seen Zidane have like a team where he had to be the one basically teaching the players how to do things. He had a quality squad where he could say, I want you to do this and this. And they're like, great, we can do it. I just wonder if there is like the actual coaching aspect, if he could do it. That's just, it's a small thing because he's an elite player and he showed that he can be a good manager. I just want to see that coaching aspect to see, to confirm it. Um, the next one I just wanted to say, I don't want to do Brendan Rodgers. I don't want to. I don't think it's going to happen. I think his CV is so low right now that it won't happen. But um, You'll get a winner's medal if those FFP <laughs> sanctions go through against City. But uh, I want to be company. Um, what about him? It's, it's value brand Frank Lampard all over again because I don't think Chelsea's going to make that mistake. Vincent Company, curious had good results at Burnley, and it looks like they're going to be running away with the, the championship this year. But I think it would be a bad move on company's part because if it goes south, it sets them back quite a ways. Because I think I think it's a those kind of great players. I think I think the championship's a great league to kind of get your feet wet because especially because there's a lot of mid-table level teams in the championship. There's not a lot of so like you can get it's pretty easy to, you know, even get into that promotion conversation with Michael Carrick, for example, just took over at Middlesbrough and they were in the relegation zone and now they're in a promotion or a playoff spot. And I think that's the, the best way to approach for those 
kind of young managers that have more of a reputation as players as managers. That being said, company had great managers. He is a student, another student of, of Pep Guardiola. That means anything to anybody, but I, I can't see them looking at that level of experience considering he's he's not he wasn't tied at all to that club as a player. Um, what do you think about like this is just off topic, but it's in, an interesting question. So, do you think that um, ex players should follow the Rooney model more so than the Lampard model, or even the Arteta model? Arteta has been so far moderately successful when winning the FA Cup. They're top of the league right now, but um, it just seems like Rooney's been doing the right things by saying, "Okay, I've had some success here. I don't want to make a leap." too soon like say Steven Gerrard seemed to do when he was doing really well and we don't even know if he can get a job anymore so what do you think of that is like does Rooney make too many small jumps or is it is that the right thing to do it was interesting for him to move to MLS and in some ways he gets to hone his trap and he might fall into that trap that you know we talked you just talked about Henri because Rooney is a very technically gifted player, and he still and he still had that even <laughs> late in his career. There's physical mm-hmm. attributes that were going downhill, but the man still had technical quality at, at every point in his career. So we'll see about that. But Derby was obviously you know a crap situation from the from the points deductions and things like that. But you can't help but feel that and I, I think back in England is the next step for him. Again, I like the, the model of maybe taking on a kind of a mid-table championship team. Those are the areas where you do get, I think, a fairly long leash, leash as the manager for that project. As long as you're not really in a relegation battle, I think you, if you just kind of sit in mid-table somewhere between 8th and 18th, somewhere in that in the championship, you're going to get time to work your kind of tactics. So... I, I certainly think that that is the that is a good route, and we've seen with Lampard, and we've seen with Gerrard, people jumping into to those big roles too early, and I think it's it's set those guys back. Okay, so we've covered Mourinho, covered Company, we've covered Pochettino. Who's left? You said you didn't want to talk about Brendan Rodgers. No, so we got two left. One of the ones that I want to talk about real quick is. Luis Enrique, who I think would be the smartest decision, in my opinion. Um, oh, and we talked about Zidane, so this is the last one. Um, I think Luis Enrique is what he's shown throughout. Like, he kind of bottled it with Spain. But even at Spain, you can say that he he was able to do this. But Chelsea, if we look at Chelsea, we see a bunch of individuals with, like, a lot of raw talent. And we see... Um, them where, where they're on out on the pitch, where they all want to show off their raw talent, but they really don't know how to do it. It's very much a, let's pass it to Enzo and see what he can do with it. Let's pass it to Sterling, see if he can do something magical. There's no like actual type of system. Where you were seeing that with um, Spain before Enrique took over is like, why are they underperforming? You know, we have a lot of talent on Spain, a lot of big names. Why is it working? And it seems that um, Luis Enrique can take a bunch of stars or a bunch of people that think they're hot shit 
and organize them in a way to make them play. Um, and he's also not, um, I can't remember the player on Spain, but he's also not afraid to cut players that he doesn't feel like are going to be productive. Or if you play for Real Madrid, you don't, you don't get a chance at Spain. Oh, <laughs> you know. Um, but one of the things as well with Luis Enrique is he's, and this is an important thing that a manager has to, and Mourinho has it as well. But you have to be able to stand up to a man, a owner like Todd Bowley, and say no. And quite frankly, um, Graham Potter is a p-word when it comes to. I don't know if kids are listening, so I'm just going to say it like that. But like honestly, like lots of managers will say, "I don't want another player. This is enough players. I need time to manage them and integrate them." If you give me, keep giving me too many, it's going to cause problems because I'm not going to know, I'm going to have to switch them around all the time, or I'm going to have to rationalize or man manage players to be like, just because this player's coming in doesn't mean we're trying to put pressure on you right now. We still want to integrate you because imagine coming into the team and a month later, you have another player on big money coming into the team, breathing down your neck for that same position. You have to give them a little bit of time to integrate and be a little bit secure and it just seems that Graham Potter just goes, yes, yes, boss, all the time. Where you have other managers that we've seen in the past putting pressure on their own board to be like, hey, you selected me to manage. And Enrique is a no-nonsense type of person. His brand of football, you can see, is what the players on Chelsea would want to play. And he's capable of organizing those individuals into a cohesive unit. Unfortunately, it didn't work out in the last game. Nobody could score in the in the world cup but anyways i think he would be and he's hungry right now because he's got a chip so i think he would be a really good out of all of those picks that's would be my pick as far as if you were going to i still think even though graham potter's a joke right now i still think there's the aura of if he is a project manager you should be you should see where things go um in the summer if they keep dropping and they drop out of the, then you have to do something. But if they go into the summer and they come out of the gate looking like a refreshed team, you know, it might be beneficial to kind of do the Tottenham thing where Nuno was in and they took him out after the first three games to see how that is because you've given sufficient time and then you're absolutely sure. But it's also a waiting game with what if Enrique goes somewhere else because I think he does want to manage somewhere. But... Yeah, I would say with Potter, because at this point, why would they sack? Because it's not, they're not, they shouldn't be, they're not in any danger of being relegated. And they're not, and they're not even close to getting into a, a European spot. So they're going to float comfortably, you could say. They're going to end up probably somewhere between 7th and 15th. And as far as prize money goes in the tournament, prize money for the next year and all the things that kind of, where where being where your spot in the table matters, it, it doesn't mean much whether you're at that eighth spot or fifteenth or whatever that looks like. So, but we saw Graham Potter complain about the preseason schedule this past summer, this past summer with Tuchel. So if you give him his own preseason and then things aren't going, you can go back and say, well, okay, you had your preseason and it still's not not working out for you and, and depending on who they recruit the only argument for bringing in someone sooner is so and maybe maybe the enrique's 
is the type of guy that's going to advocate for the team and go to Todd Bowley. Okay, here's my list of players. And gives that to Todd Bowley. And then Todd Bowley writes a check for $20 million more than those players release clauses. And <laughs> and then he, he goes from there. But yeah, Enrique's a solid choice. Champions League winner. Lots of heritage with Barcelona. I just think, too, like if, yeah, if, um, if he came in in the summer and was able, if, if he were making this, I don't think Potter's going to be sacked before the summer. I think if it, he does sack, it will be after the season's over. It will go, yeah, we're not continuing with you. But um, I will say that I don't, I don't know. I have a tough time with this because there's always an aura with like, you know, managers coming in. Like, and I think maybe Arteta's caused this. Um, maybe I'm giving him a little bit too much credit. But, like, right now, um, and this happened with Arsene Wenger, and it was a problem. So it can go either way. But you always go, well, what if he becomes good? You know, and it just seems with, like, every game, oh, give him time. Give him time. Like, it will happen. But, like, when is enough time is is my question. Because with Arsene Wenger, like, he should have went years before he did. Like, he should have probably been done in 2016. Like that probably would have been an optimal time to just say, that's it for me. Um, because after 2016, Arsenal really didn't do anything. Um, but you, Arsenal just, you could you can't stop Arsene Wenger. Like, you no, I know. There at that point but but the, the same where, argument. Where Graham Potter is stuck. He's got oh, no oh yeah, I'm not comparing much. those two. I just mean the idea of like, lots of people were like, including myself, oh, just give him time. Like he's a great manager. He'll figure it out. And it just did not happen for other, you know, there's lots of things going on. Like, it's not just, oh, he couldn't figure it out. You know, like there's money issues, things like that. But like, just how long is too much time? That's the only thing is like, what if he never comes good? And you're just, oh, one more game and you're looking at it like, oh, he's been here for two seasons. And like, you've seen zero improvement. The the problem is it's not like you're, you're expecting, with a team like Chelsea, it's not with a, with a weaker team, you might see, okay, you're not getting these results, but the style of football might be something that we're enjoying. But Chelsea, at a bare minimum, should still be winning home games against bottom half of the league table, no matter where you are in the project. Yeah. So you're not meeting expectations in, even at the barest minimum level. And that's, I think, the biggest problem. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for that episode. Let us know what you think. Um what your manager of choice would be to step in for Graham Potter, or if you're adamant about Graham Potter sticking around. Um, I'm Brett, that's Brian, and we'll see you in the next one.